Welcome to the Soulful Podcast. I am your host, Megan Harmony, a champion at overcoming the tough stuff and enjoying life while rising above it. Soulful living means getting to a place of ease and comfort, no matter what's happening around you. It is waking up excited about what adventures you will go on. It's connecting to the power within you as your source of strength, grace, and security. It's being uncomfortable during growth spurts and leaning into the stretch. Each week, I will share with you about my journey and the experiences I have had. I'll offer you hope and inspiration that it is possible to live a full life even when the you-know-what is hitting the fan. I believe that love is a language we can all understand and I want to inspire you to trust and believe in yourself. Your soul is hungry for more. Lean in to get soul full. Welcome everybody to the Soulful Podcast. Happy Monday. I am super excited today because I have my dear friend, the body guru, Sue Rue, on the pod today, and it's going to be a great time. So welcome to the show, Sue. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks. I love how it leads in with like all the rhyming, you know, like <laughs> Suru, the body guru, fascia guru, whatever. Um, yeah, I am a mom. I'm 37 years old in London, Ontario, Canada. I have been working and treating bodies for about 12 years now. And I love my job so much. I love it. I love it. I love it. I have a podcast called Love Yourselves. And yeah, I'm writing a few things. Megs and I were co-authored in the Great Canadian Woman book together. And that's how we met. And when I first saw you on the online space there was something about you that drew me and I'm glad that I followed my intuition and messaged you that day I'm glad you did too it's become one of the best friendships I have and (laughs) you know the minute I met you I was drawn to you too Sue has this energy you guys that just you want her in your space. <laughs> like, I can't even explain that, but we'll, we'll get into that when we talk a bit about what she does. But the first question I'm going to ask you, Sue, is what is your go-to boost your spirits song just to get you in the mood? Oh, I have a few. So I would say Right now, I'm actually going to scroll on my Spotify because there's a song by Jaden. I'm like, I don't even know who Jaden is, but this song is called. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry, listeners. No, no worries. We did this with another interview I I recorded yesterday, too, because we all go to our Spotify now to figure out what am I listening to right now? (laughs) What is it called? Um, it's called On My Own by Jaden. Mm. And there's just something about the pump up in that song. So that's just, you know, a recent one. But I'm I'm a big fan of 
like hip hop music. So <laughs> if you know the artist Mac Miller, he's no longer um, physically alive on this earth, but <laughs> like, we listen to a lot of Mac Miller in this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh even my partner gets sad he's like he's like man i think i could have been friends with him (laughs) yeah we just resonate really really well with his music i don't know but so i don't know if it pumps me up it just gets me in a good mood and a good uh, a better energy Mm, that's awesome that's so awesome and what is your favorite childhood memory hmm i think swimming in my grandparents pool because Mm. I was so lucky to have uh, grown up living beside them like my parents when I was four my grandparents severed their property and my my parents built the house that they still live in now and the pool was like a gathering place for all of our cousins and it's just you know, I just remember swimming laps with my cousin Tara, who's two years older than me and sort of like my sister. And we would do like a hundred laps a day. And we would, you know, be like flipping and doing dive competitions. And my grandpa would be sitting there at the end of the diving board, eating his peanuts in the shells and like, (laughs) like judging us on our diving competitions. And yeah, I think that that, that definitely is a highlight of my childhood. That's a beautiful memory. And I love how you talked about your cousin being your sister, right? Because in our generation, we were all so tight knit with our cousins. And so thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Who would you say inspires you the most? Oh, (laughs) yeah. I got the hard hitting question. Sorry, Sue. I want the audience to really get to know you. I have to pick one. We don't have to pick one. You can list a couple. Okay. Um, the number one is my daughter, of course, because she's so strong and smart and I know that her soul is older than mine. So she teaches me a lot of things. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. (laughs) I get that. That's it. I'll I'll just name her. We can just go with her. Okay. I mean, I got a list, but (laughs) we don't have all day. (laughs) All right. Well, and your daughter is an amazing individual. I I love when we get to spend time with her. And uh, I I agree with you. She is definitely an old soul. She's very Mm -hmm. wise beyond her years. Do you feel that way about your daughter? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's, I swear in another life, she was my mother and I was her daughter. Like, (laughs) really? I feel that too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 100%. That's a whole other podcast episode. (laughs) Yeah, we can do a whole one on that at some point, but not today. (laughs) (laughs) So this one's kind of my funny way of wording it, but what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm, I want to be a successful author speaking Mm. on stage, especially to younger adults, teenagers, and educating, inspiring, and um, yeah, about body things, things that I didn't know until later on in life, and sort of what I educate about in the clinic room. I feel that it's 
super important to learn these things about our bodies at a young age in order to prevent you know unforeseen circumstances that can arise later on in life so you know cancers and um even like type 2 diabetes like things that could potentially be preventative maybe not entirely but even like a little bit longer and even with body pains um, aches and pains and things that we can do while we're young I was so grateful to have grown up being a competitive Highland dancer because it really helped me it forced me to focus on my body and stretch and strengthen and that's what I think contributes to how my body feels today where I you know should maybe have pain and I don't and I created those habits young and so I'm just very fortunate so I just wanted to so when I grow up I want to pay it forward and I can see myself you know in speaking in gym classes and you know I don't know stuff like that I can totally see you doing that speaking to the younger generation about preventative measures right mm-hmm. so that so that they live a long healthy life and without all the complications that can arise when we don't know how to take care of our bodies properly. Cause it's not like there's a class in grade school or high school. That's like proper care of your body and things you need to do. And well, maybe um, we should, maybe that's a goal too. I need to start implementing that because I always say, I wish there was a human body class in high school Yeah, and not just biology and learning anatomy. It's like practical things that we need to know going into adulthood because we are just so busy with getting the job or finishing school or raising kids or taking care of our older parents. Like there's just so much that, you know, our bodies get put on the back burner. So yeah, I think that's huge. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. High school. So in case you guys were wondering, it sounds like Sue and I are going to be eventually approaching the premier and saying this needs to be in the Ontario curriculum and we're going to change the world, you guys, which we, we will. We totally we will. will. We're, but, on the, we're on the way. Um, what does it mean to live a soulful life to you? Hmm. I think if you were to ask me this three years ago, I would not even be able to speak on it. Oh. I think over the past three years, I've really gotten in tune with my soul's desire and my intuition and living my life intentionally. Um, I think it's really listening, Mm -hmm. listening to what feels good, what doesn't feel good, doing things that feel good versus don't doing things that don't feel good. Um, I think for a lot of years, I mean, I'm almost 40 now, (laughs) so probably 30, 33, 34 years of my life, I feel like I was always people-pleasing. My decisions were based on other people's opinions and what was surrounding me at the time, and it really made me struggle a few, few times in my life. Um, which I'm sure we'll get into, but, um, (laughs) I think now, especially with raising a tiny human as well, Mm -hmm. it's really important to listen. 
and do what feels good. Yeah, I love that answer. It's it's so true, right? Like we we often in our younger years, or at least I know I did, and from what you've shared so far, I think you did too. We do things out of this need or obligation, like I have to do this, otherwise they won't want me around or they won't like me or this, that, and the other, or they need me to. And I think it's so important that you said, do things because you want to and it makes you feel good, right? And if everybody lived from that place, obviously within reason, you can't take whatever you want just because you want it, but you, you know that's not what you were saying. So, mm-hmm. but to, to follow that yes feeling when you're excited. And I think that's so important. More people would be much more happier if they did that. Yeah. And I, like you said, doing something that's going to serve the greater good, like don't, don't go do things because, and that's going to be hurtful. But I think growing up and you're of the same generation as me, we were always trying to, or at least I felt that I was always trying to do what was right because I thought it would make my parents happy. Yeah. And I can't remember. This is so funny that this, this is coming up. Am I allowed to share? Just keep yeah. going. Yeah, no, go okay. ahead. I don't know how your podcasts go, but I just this like to roll. Perfect. Um, <laughs> okay. So I remember being in grade eight and like I mentioned before, I was a competitive Highland dancer since, and I started when I was three but that type of dancing style wasn't really like, I'm not Scottish. I just started it because my cousin Tara was doing it. And my two other cousins were doing it. My mom was like, here, like just go in it. And that was fine. And I was good at it. Like I was good at Highland dancing. If you need me, if you want to ask me to bust out a fling right now, like I can do it. So, but in grade eight, I remember thinking I want to try other styles. Like I want to, tried jazz and ballet and I want to branch out because in Highland dancing there's there's like a book of dances and that's your ceiling right like there's not really room for creativity however in my dance school we had um, a performance team and we performed at um, Disney World Disneyland we traveled a lot and we did create like choreographed dances but they were all you know Highland dancing based but so I remember asking my mom if I could quit for the year and try something else. And she said, no. Oh. And being in grade eight, it's like, oh. but like, I love dance. So of course I'm going to stay in what I'm doing because I'm good at it. But it, I look back and not to blame my mom, like I love her, but I think she just didn't have the effort in her to put me in something new or she thought that or it was like her decision right Right. not mine and so now that I'm a parent it's interesting because Av is in dance but she went to gymnastics for a bit and like has tried a whole bunch of things and I'm allowing her to explore that and I think that that's really important and obviously my experience with my childhood you know shaped the way I'm parenting now so like it's it's all meant to be but that's just really weird that that thought came into my head. <laughs> it's interesting though. It's interesting how that experience in grade eight shapes how you parent your child, right? And and you allow her to change her mind and have choices. And again, at that time, 
there could have been a lot of various different reasons why your mom made the decision she did. We'll never know unless you choose to go ask her, but I wouldn't suggest that at this point. (laughs) She'd be like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I wouldn't even remember. (laughs) Well, and I love how you said it's weird that that's coming up right now because it's obviously not something that's burning on your mind every day where you're like, oh, she ruined my life, right? Like it's just people get on my podcast and weird little things come up where they're like, oh, maybe this will benefit somebody else. But again, that was probably part of your lessons to get to a place of really listening to what your body needs and what your soul needs. And because in that moment you needed something and it was denied you. So -hmm. then that becomes a pattern of, well, if I ask for what I need, I don't get it. Or just settling. Yeah. I was like, okay, I can just settle for this and keep going. Yeah. As opposed to achieving something different and new and creative. So yeah. You know, when the show, So You Think You Can Dance started? Yes. So, you know, I'm like a huge fan, <laughs> like gosh, every season, but I would have these visions of like, ah, oh, man, I wish that I could have tried out for that show. Ah, oh, I wish that I, you know, had gone into other styles of dance and, um, that's just so random. Sorry. Okay. Keep going. No, that's okay. Keep going. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm done. Next. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to bring up the elephant in the room these days, just because these podcasts are all airing over the next couple of weeks. And, mm. uh, I think I would be amiss if I don't ask you, what are you guys doing in your family and your community with regards to COVID-19 and how are you and your family like coping and getting through it? And Yeah. Um, there's a lot of answers I want to give here. So first I'll start with, I'm feeling great. Good. Physically, mentally, emotionally, I'm feeling great. If you were to ask me this question last week, I might have a different answer. I have really taken this time to process and fully, you know, allow the magnitude of this situation to sink in. And um, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great that our clinic closed on Tuesday. So I don't know when you're airing this, but probably like a week and a half ago, maybe, um, when we were mandated from our college to stop treatment unless it's emergency and in my field of work of registered massage therapy i classify an emergency as my client fell down the stairs and can't move and needs me to come to their house because part of my business is mobile i'm able to do that so i'm lucky um knock on wood i haven't had that happen but that would be the only um time that I'd be willing to do that. Otherwise, I'm not going into the clinic where I work with multiple therapists and hundreds of clients come through the door. I just don't think that as a healthcare professional, the the risk of that is just not worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, my family, I think, I think we're all doing okay. It just feels like summer or like March break right now. So we're just kind of I mean, it's nice. There's no snow on the ground, so we can at least like go out for some walks um, with the dog and stuff. But um, I think we're doing okay financially. We're not stressed yet, which is really nice. I know a lot of people are, and so you know, my heart and my love energy goes out to them right now. Um, so I just feel very lucky 
Um, yeah, I know that this will pass. We will grow from this. There will be a huge upswing in the economy after it is deemed under control. Um, I think it's a good decision. Like right now that we're recording this, I should be working in the redwood forests in northern california <laughs> it was hired for a retreat yeah. and had to cancel my flight um and she ended up canceling the entire event because there was another canadian going um and we made the decision before she decided to cancel the event entirely because a lot of her clients are local but with ev like basically the whole world shutting down it's just not the right time so um yeah, you know, the retreat will happen once we're able to fly again. And I'm just trying not to create any more stress around it because that's kind of wasted energy, don't you think? Yeah, I really do. Especially both of us being in the healing fields, like what we put our energy in and what we focus on is what we attract, right? So exactly. that's why I think it's important that it be a question on the podcast, but I don't think it needs to be the whole focus of the full interview because mm -mm. eventually this will pass. It, mm -hmm. We don't know what that looks like or when or anything like that, but there's no point focusing on any of that either because that's in the future. And exactly. all we have is right now. And in this moment, like you said, this is our current March break this week anyways. So we were going to be home to begin with. Like for me, nothing's really different other yeah. than like, yes, there are things going on in the world and I, my heart goes out to those that are suffering. But I also know the governments are doing a lot for the financial piece so people don't struggle. So, you know, try to, trying to stay in the gratitude for what we do have. Cause like, yeah. And just to touch on the financial piece as, you know, self-employed, person um mm -hmm. like i am losing a lot of money yeah this month but like money's just energy too right mm -hmm. like okay i'll just work a little bit extra in, in the months that we get to open again like i don't yeah. i don't see it as like a loss or um yeah, I'm just not letting it get me down. Like you said, we we're supposed we we're supposed to be home anyway. <laughs> like yeah. Well, and I'm really glad you touched on that, Sue, because for people in your line of work where it is hands-on, yeah. It it can be it's like a lot of people like myself can go virtual or different things like that, but it's not like you can rub people's tummies from through the screen. No. I mean <laughs> if maybe. I could. If I could, I'd be rich. <laughs> <laughs> Let's work on that while we're off. <laughs> I was just going to say, let's create hands that come out of the computer and do what you need them to do. I mean, I'm sure it's possible. We'd have a lot of money to invest, but. Yeah, but it's not sell on sell, Megan. Mm, that's true. Mm. That's true. Anyways. Yeah. yeah, so I'm feeling fine. Um, I think, I think the world needed to stop. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Needed a pause. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of videos to that effect. I actually got one from somebody sent from YouTube and it was a, a message from the virus. And it was actually about that. Like take a minute now and look up at the stars or look up at the, the sun and just enjoy all of nature. And as much as it 
in some ways came across as callous because of some of the people that are really suffering right now in the same sense. It made sense to me that this is just kind of an opportunity for us to get off of staring at our phones when we're in the same room as someone and start talking to people and start doing all that stuff, right? And to add to that, um, I feel like I'm on my phone and on my computer more because I'm not in the clinic where I can't be on a phone or a computer. So I made a post yesterday, I think, and um, my partner has an IT company. And the other day, the other day he was like, sweet, less screen time. And then for me as an RMT, I'm like, sweet, more screen time. (laughs) Because I don't, you know, there's some days where I'll be back to back with clients and I get out and check my phone and I have like 37 messages and I'm like, ugh. You know. Sorry, 36 of those are me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Which kidding. are lovely and it's fine, but I find that I'm able to keep up right now yeah. a little bit more than when I'm in the clinic. So, um, but yeah, for the virtual space businesses, they are, they are pumping out tons of content, tons of support. And I feel like that's where I am too um, with my podcast. I've um, had more interviews this week. Um, so I'm just, yeah, creating more content, keeping it in the bank. And uh, yeah, when we get back to work, we get back to work and it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So from that, we're going to transition into, can you share with us, Sue, a dark night of the soul or a painful experience that you went through in your life and then kind of share with us how you grew through that or how you got to the other side of it. Hmm. Oh, Megan. <laughs> Hard hitting questions. Here we go. Um, I have had a few rough goes. Um, I think I want to perhaps share a story that I've never shared with anyone. Thank you. Um, I've shared with my close people and obviously, uh, my partner and, and such, but, um, Ooh, I have two. So I'll go with the first one. I had not really taken the best care of my body when I moved away. So I lived in Niagara and moved to London to go to Western, um, university at 18 and during that time I felt very lonely I had a lot of um, anxiety depression that I would cover up by you know drinking smoking weed just eating terribly like Mm -hmm. like the human I am now and the practices that I have with my nutrition and my lifestyle is like the complete opposite of what I was and um you know drinking Tim Horton's large double doubles every day was, mm-hmm. was my thing. I loved it. Um, but there was a time I was, I'd finished university, started work, decided I didn't really want to work in a bank and uh, switched gears and went to the massage therapy college where I started learning about physiology and anatomy and the body. And I hadn't really learned 
that stuff before. I have a degree in political science. I was, you know, coming to London to be a math teacher. Crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy to think who I was back then. But mm-hmm. so when I started learning about my body, um, I was in physiology class second year and my professor teacher she was an rmt she's great she she said something that really stuck with me and it was we have the power to change our physiology and that really stuck with me because you always hear of like oh this is hereditary and this is the way it is this is how i was born and this is inevitable and I don't know that stuck with me so I graduated and I was already it was my first couple of months in the field so I was certified in January 2008 and then this was June of 2008 and I had just gone for my regular um checkup like I don't know who listens to your podcast but a pap smear yeah and can I say that um yeah (laughs) and it came back irregular And I came back with stage one squamous changes in my cells, which means stage one cancer. And I had never had that sort of thing ever. And uh, it really shocked me. So I was 25 years old. I'm walking home from the London Middlesex Health Unit at the time, doesn't exist anymore, but I remember walking home with this diagnosis. I uh, I just recently started um, dating my partner, husband, baby daddy, whoever you want to call him. Um, and I was just crying. Like I was just walking home crying. Like, what mm-hmm. am I, what am I going to do? Like I knew what the procedures were like leap laser and all that stuff and had to go for biopsies and like even just the thought of doing that like created such a stir of anxiety in my body so I got home or our apartment that we were living in at the time and I had remembered a friend of mine a year prior to that I'd met him at the gym. I was a personal trainer briefly as I was going through for massage therapy just to have a job while I was in school. And I'd met him at the gym and he said to me, I have something for you that you might be interested in. It's like products and there's a business attached to it. And, you know, I'm not going to push. It's whenever you're ready. And so I'd remembered him saying that like on my walk home. And I got home and I called him and I was like, what do you got for me? Like, what is this? Here's my credit card. I need to try something. I knew it was wellness products. And uh, even to this day, because I still consume the products. <laughs> um, whenever I talk to him, he's always like, yeah, you were always my easiest sale. Because <laughs> I was just like, here's the credit card. Give me what I need. Yeah. And these products, I'm not going to name drop the company, but it um, basically you consume these products, super vitamins, super food, and it like resets the body. So as I'm walking home and thinking of him and right before I called him, I thought of what my physiology teacher had said to me about we have the power to change our physiology. And I'm like, I have the power to change my cells. So I'm going to fucking try. Yes. 
So I did, I started the program. It was 30 days. Um, by day two, I could feel a difference physically inside of me, on my skin, my digestion, which had never been normal, but I'd never been taught what was normal or we never right. talked about it. Right. And yes, everything I learned from school was just like from a textbook. It wasn't from experience and I was just new to the field. So anyways, I just knew that this was working in a way that like, if it's not taking away the cancer, at least I'm feeling better. And right. I have all this energy. I remember on day two, I was like skipping to work and <laughs> like, at the time, I, I can remember, I look back and I was like, man, like I used to have this like mental fog. I would wake up with headaches and like just things that I would just live with. Like I just thought that like that was normal to feel. So anyways, I, I remember like walking through this area of Victoria Park and it felt like my leg could just keep going. Like I just felt <laughs> like I, I could like leap like a gazelle, like through the park. And I'm like, what is this? Like, right what is happening? <laughs> so fast forward, um, basically the Middlesex Health Unit forgot to book my biopsy. Oops. And it was sort of a blessing in disguise. I wasn't mad at all because I was like terrified to go to the hospital, right? Right. So it was about eight months and they called me to say, oh my gosh, like we forgot. We're so sorry. We will get you in to St. Joe's immediately. And I'm like, all right cool done my thing like still I was still on it I felt amazing I had dropped all this like excess muffin top weight that I had from <laughs> university and college yeah. and I was just feeling great I had never I haven't felt that great in my life so I go to the gynecologist this was eight months after and uh it was like a fancy gynecologist where they have your cervix like show up on a screen oh and like that is pretty fancy it is I, i'd never obviously i'd only ever gone for regular paps in my life so um and it was a male gynecologist which was like super scary for me anyways yeah. um but so anyways he's he's doing the check and i'm seeing my cervix on the screen and the screen's just pink and uh he's like why are you here again and i was like oh stage one squamous changes my cervix he's like no you don't have anything and I was like oh okay okay I'm like what would I see if there was on the screen because knowing me I'm like I need to know everything um right. <laughs> he's like oh there'd be like discoloration or like cloudy or like dark marks like there would be like a visible something but like the whole screen was pink and I was like oh He's like, well, what are you doing? And I told him about this system. And he's like, keep doing that. <laughs> like, okay. On it. So, yeah. So uh, needless to say, that whole experience like changed the trajectory of my life. Like wow. going back and, and thinking about how I felt on that walk home after that diagnosis and just like, Ugh, you feel rock bottom you feel sick you just feel like what am I going to do and like helpless especially when it comes to your body because oh, you know you just think the worst like your brain yeah. goes to am I gonna die of cervical cancer like at 26 years old like 
no yeah no that's not gonna happen so I think that 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 diagnosis was definitely the wake-up call I needed in terms of taking care of my body and leading me into like where I am today. And like I said, I still consume these products. I recommend them to clients. My daughter, when I got pregnant with her, you know, she was being fed these products like from the womb and she eats it still. Um, not all the time, but like she definitely consumes it. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm so grateful for, like hitting that rock bottom place in my mind and in at the cellular level that um it really yeah shaped who I am so thank you thank you for sharing that Sue that's um that's a really powerful experience that you like had this diagnosis that's terrifying right and just your I can see you on your walk home mind you I know what London looks like so I have an advantage but <laughs> I can imagine you and and I actually know where London Health Sciences Center is because at the same time as you were doing that I was anyways I was <laughs> there for I was up there for treatment or getting drunk one of the two and uh so anyways um Our paths probably crossed most likely yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I probably didn't recognize you though because I was 2008 I would have still been drinking but anyways mm. and then you know you you went to and your soul gave you a solution and you listened right yeah um and it could have been any it could have been any products like I could have done other detox product like I'm not saying like that's the be all end all or anything but there was a reason that my friend said that to me a year prior there was a reason why my teacher said that I can change my physiology and that's what stuck in my head because I was alone in the city like other than my partner like I you know my parents are they've always been two hours away um I have friends but a lot of them had moved on like I remember my best friend was living in Beijing like teaching English like she had left the city and so like the loneliness in that like it could have gone it could have gone a totally different way but like you said my soul just kind of knew that I like had to get to work in some way and um even at the top of the show when you said um what you said, or, or I said, like within the last three years, I've really listened. Um, back then, so what is that? Thirteen years ago, twelve years ago, I was listening. I just didn't know I was listening. Yeah. When it comes to that, so now I'm just more in tune with what my soul is telling me, what my intuition is like nudging me to do, and I'm paying more attention. Whereas before, I was just like, oh, I remember this, and I didn't like. <laughs> put that didn't see it. Yeah. together so um yeah thanks for letting me share that I've never shared I've never shared the exact like cancer like the word cancer because right. I just uh, and, and I mean a few of my clients I've told and of course yeah. my close people know but um yeah Thank you for letting us in in that way. I really appreciate it because you're, you're not the only person that's had 
similar experiences, but not everyone maybe has had the same results that you have had. So hopefully this will support some people in that moment of fear and terror and what do I need to do? And you've you really, uh, you're a glowing example of that. So and cervical cancer is like on the rise. It is. It has been for a long time. And I know a lot of women who have gone through and done that leap laser multiple times. And like, think of what that's doing to your cervix. So um, there's just natural or more um, like better solutions out there than like a surgery or. Yeah. And- And I think that's a huge point too, to look into the options that are available for you wherever you live. And Mm -hmm. you don't always have to go with the first one they give you. It doesn't mean don't go with that, but look into what what is going to be best for you and what your intuition and your soul is telling you, this is what we need to do, right? Because there's lots of options. And I think that what I want, the message I want to put across, which is a message I like to give often is try things Mm -hmm. don't just simmer in the woe is me pool yeah try things um because you don't know until you try and a lot of clients that have landed on my table have had massage therapy for how many years But because the treatment style that I do is so different, they're like, whoa. Like, yeah, yeah, it can be different. Try new things. Can you share a little bit about that with us, Sue, about your treatment style and how it's different and why it's so amazing? I've been on Sue's table, you guys. It's absolutely amazing. But Thank you. (laughs) Um, You know that saying? It's like, what could you stand on stage and put a mic in your hand and talk about? Yeah. <laughs> do you really want me to do this? <laughs> <laughs> Give us the Cliff's Notes version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't uh, take up too much time. But um, so myofascial release is a hands-on treatment style where there is no lotion or oil in between um, – my hands and the body on the table and so my fascia is complete connection with their fascia and the changes that can be made um are just more significant than a traditional swedish massage it's very slow so the longer i hold my hand on wherever area of the body that i'm at um, with slow st- sustained pressure, the more fascial layers I can activate and engage, and therefore there's more physiological change that can occur. Um, so for postural imbalances, for example, the correction in that alignment is a lot higher a lot of bodies will have minor adjustments within the spine, hips, shoulders, neck, wherever. Um, but they come naturally with the treatment. So there's no force. And so the body receives it a lot better. It's gent- more gentle. And 
of course, you and me both have our Reiki powers. So that's just an added bonus. Um, I have clients that are like, can you give me Reiki with this treatment? I'm like, I do every time. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I mean, <laughs> um, So yeah. So when someone has been for regular Swedish massage or chiropractic for all these years and they still have their jaw pain, their neck pain, their whatever pain they've had for years, and then all of a sudden they land on my table and it decreases a little bit more and then a little bit more with the next treatment and then it's gone, they're like, what? <laughs> what is happening? Oh, what's happening? But I think it's just um, I'm more connected to their like physio their cells physiologically than those other modalities. I think chiropractor is effective, but it's too fast. The cells need more time than that. Swedish massage, you have that barrier of lotion or oil, so um, as much as it can be relaxing, it can help soothe muscles and decrease pain to a certain degree. Um, and I mean everybody's different. So yeah. um, Swedish massage can be perfectly fine for someone like my body. Like I don't, I don't really have any pains. I don't right. think. Um, <laughs> so it would feel nice and it, you know, I would feel the benefits, but um, for that physiological skeletal fascial change, you have to have direct con contact that way. So can you explain, and again, I don't know if you can because it's pretty complicated and still trying to wrap my head around it, but what is fascia just for anybody that doesn't understand? Oh, what a great question. I know. <laughs> I knew she'd love that one. <laughs> um, okay. So fascia is a thin layer of connective tissue. So if you picture like saran wrap or plastic wrap, it is wrapped around every single cell in our body. So our organs, our, our muscles, our bones, our ligaments, our nerves, all the way up into our brain, down through our toes in one continuous loop. It's like we're wrapped and wrapped and wrapped and wrapped and wrapped and wrapped and wrapped, layer upon layer upon layer, connecting every single cell together. And yeah, so if your so for example i have a c-section i had emergency c-section with my daughter i feel lower back pain sometimes because on a scar like that the fascia gets stuck a little bit more because scar tissue doesn't have function so the fascia over time gets thicker and thicker and thicker but then it starts pulling on other areas of your body so i feel it in my low back because that's the connection the front and back um a lot of findings I have with with C-sections as well as um, jaw pain, like TMJ, um, headaches, um, shoulder pain. I have uh, some of my older ladies have the C-section scar that goes vertical, yep. and which we don't see anymore, thank goodness. But a lot of those scars that go up and down are really connected to neck pain and shoulder pain and like frozen shoulder and la like lack of... Uh, range of motion in in those types of conditions so um, it's just all connected yeah and fascia proves that <laughs> thank you sue that's that's uh that's a really great explanation and i think that makes it easier for people to understand just if they've never because when i first met sue i had we had a long drive from london to toronto and i had never heard about fascia and i didn't understand and she explained it all to me very well and i was still kind of like 
really? Like there's, there's this stuff all over our body. Like, <laughs> and then I got on her table, you guys. And when she says it's all connected, like, oh my God, like she put her hand in my like abdomen area and I felt like my foot release, like it was the coolest thing, but it, it it's not just cool. It feels good. Right. Like it's right. Cause it's slow. It's not, um, yeah, or the slower you are, like the slower I am as a therapist and the more the body, the client can relax on the table, the better the results. So when you said like your foot released or adjust, like it did. Yeah. <laughs> it needed to happen. Um, so yeah, I just, I love it. I love um, helping people this way. And that's what kind of, like, that's what I'm sad about with this whole situation is like, yeah. I had to cancel about a month's worth of clients. And like I said, I was supposed to be in the Redwood Forest, like working on these amazing young bodies, like in their bellies for two hours. So I'm like, just sad. (laughs) I have to wait a couple more months to do that, hopefully. But anyway. But the good news is it's still going to happen. You're still going to get to dig the anxiety out of their guts. Yes. And just clear that energy. Cause that's the thing too, you know, um, and you do a lot with your work, um, with the chakras and the clearing of, of energy that way. When I do spend so much time in the abdomen around our solar plexus, um, even like around our heart space, our throat, um, the clearing of energy and the sense of calm and that's why i really enjoy doing um anxiety and stress work because just because it's so effective in clearing the energy within the body so yeah that's so true so very true I have one more thing I want to ask you, Sue, and that is, is there anything in particular that you'd like to leave the audience with today if you had to just leave them with one thing? Hmm. Hmm. I do. And you will totally get this, Megan. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I think it just goes back to earlier on in the conversation where it's like, find what heals you, search for it. Um, We have a plethora of resources at our fingertips. There are healers, therapists, guides, find one. Don't be discouraged if one doesn't align with you. Move on to the next one. Everybody is different. So we all need different amounts and different sources of healing. And no one can tell you what you need. Only you know. So find what heals you. Mm, Thank you, Sue. I think that's that's beautiful. I could just end it here, but I don't want to do that because I want to leave it open for you to let people know where they can find you and if you have anything you want them to know about. <laughs> or you could just write it in the show notes. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> you probably will do that anyways. Um, okay. So you will find me on social media as Sue Rue, and my last name is spelled R-U-H-E. Um, I have been kind of transitioning from Susan to Sue, and so it's still kind of weird with me. Um, so Susan Rue or Sue Rue, um, RMT. I 
frequent Facebook and Instagram the most. Um, my website is www.loveyourcells.ca and the podcast, Love Yourselves Podcast, um, on Spotify, Libsyn, Apple, iTunes, all the things. Um, but yeah, I will leave some links in the show notes if you want to get in touch with me. And um, I do travel because I'm mobile. So um, I know once we're allowed to bust out of this quarantine, I have clients in Toronto and Niagara that I need to um, treat. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty flexible with my service. Um, so I'm not just locked to London. So I think that's important too. Yeah. Anybody basically, not anybody in Ontario, cause she's not going to necessarily travel eight hours to do a massage, but mm-hmm. cer- certain people within the Southwestern region, she's definitely open to support you and you want to have Sue's hands all over your body. It's an amazing <laughs> feeling. All over. It sounds really bad. <laughs> well, I didn't mean it like that. Luckily, my listeners know I don't mean it like that. <laughs> Sue follows all the guidelines from the College of yes. Massage Therapists. I'm very professional. <laughs> yes. Yes, she is. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Sue. I'm so oh, grateful you were here. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad we finally did this. Yes, it was time. It was definitely I time. I know. Okay. Sending you love. Sending you so much love, too. Until we meet again, lean in to get soulful. Thank you for meeting me soul to soul today on the Soulful Podcast. If this episode connected with you and you feel called to, please share it with your friends and family so they can feel the love as well. Also, don't forget to hit subscribe on your podcast player so you get notified when new episodes drop. Please leave a rating and comment so I know what's touching your soul the most and can bring you more of what you long for. If you have suggestions for topics or would like me to speak at your event, please connect with me at S-O-U-L-F-U-L-L-S-O-B-R-I-E-T-Y at gmail.com. Thank you for your love and support in helping me connect with more souls to remind them they are divine, capable, and loved. You're the best. Go out looking at the world through the lens of love.